now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in Welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. Got a very special guest on the line. You've seen him around the show before. Skeletor, Joe Gianetti. How are we doing today, my man? Doing good, doing good. Just hanging out, streamed earlier. Now I'm just relaxing until I get to the gym. Made some time for you. How you been? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I appreciate you taking the time out. You know, it is the holidays. You are getting ready for a fight, so I'm sure you're super busy. But I appreciate you just carving out a few minutes for me to, to come chop it up, man. Yeah, anytime. It's always a good time. Always, always. All right, man. Jojo, you are the Cage Titans lightweight and welterweight champ champ, sitting at 13-4-1. You got a fight coming up at Cage Titans 57 on January 7th, defending that lightweight title versus Saul Almeida. Um, before we get into the fight, I know you went out to California to train at AKA. So how long were you kind of out there for, and what was camp like for you this time around? I was out there for a little over four weeks. I want to say like four and a half. Um, and it was great, man. You know, no easy rounds, no easy days. Guys are all killers. Uh, I got some work in at DC's Wrestling Academy. Um, it was a great camp, you know, and it was great being in that wrestling room, you know, kind of seeing that grind and taking me back to my roots. Um, yeah, it was it was a great camp. You know, we're not done yet. I'm still back home at BTT, mm-hmm. putting in that jujitsu work, uh, wall wrestling, all that stuff. So it's all coming together really nice. For sure. I know last time out at AKA, uh, Khabib and all the Dagestanis were out there. Um, what was the vibe like this time? Who was in the building? Kind of who are you getting working with? So not all the Dagestanis were there, but Umar was there. You know, Umar is a killer. You know, mm. he could be he could be the 135 champ of the UFC right now. I'm 100% confident. For sure. um, you know, Kyle Crutchmer was in there, another another super high level wrestler. Mm. Um, I was getting working with Deron Wynn. You know, I was getting working with my buddy Mo uh, Mo Alakra. You guys are gonna be hearing that name a lot in the coming mm. future. Um, but you know, just just a lot of guys, a lot of names you've heard before, a lot of names you've never heard. But all killers, all the same. For sure. You guys always turn out top talent over there at AK. So none of that surprises me. You know, it's a, it's a room full of killers. And uh, I'm sure you guys are all sharpening each other up. Yeah, for sure. I started getting some work in, actually, with uh, Gaston Belenos. That was a new addition in this camp. Um, mm. Huge addition. Gaston's a wicked cool dude. And I, I feel like I've improved a lot with just small things in my striking. Um, just getting some some tips in with him. And then Adam Piccolotti, as always. So, right. you know, star-studded room. Yeah, man, I want to ask you about Darren Wynn. I know, unfortunately, he had that freak accident and um, ended up getting released by the UFC. Have you been in contact with him? Just kind of how's he doing? Yeah, uh, you know, I was with him my whole camp and everything. You know, he's keeping his head up. It's just, you know, it, it's a mess of a situation. Mm. Um, but, you know, you just focus on what you can control and then just try not to focus on the other stuff. And that's kind of like what I told him when we were talking was just like, you know, it sucks. And unfortunately, like I've been in his position, like I've been cut. Uh, I've, you know, I've gone through the process, um, but it's just one of those things where you kind of just sit down and you have to lay out like, what can I do? What can I control? Mm -hmm. And then what can't I control? And then, you know, you throw that stuff out and then just focus on what you can and get to work on whatever it is. Yeah, he's such a talented dude. He's still young. So I know he'll have uh, no problem getting back on his feet and, you know, make another push for it. He's like I say, such a talented dude. So I'm excited to see kind of the next steps for him and see where he's going from here. 
For sure. And that was like the bright side I told him that there is, is that he can go anywhere. Like mm-hmm. there's there's nowhere but up, no matter what avenue it is, even if it wasn't fighting anymore. Like he just has all these opportunities in front of him now. Um, it's just a matter of which ones he decides to take. For sure, man, for sure. All right, let's get into Cage Titans 57 a little bit. We mentioned it earlier. You're defending a lightweight title versus Saul Almeida. Um, how did this fight with Almeida come together? And ultimately, like, why was he the opponent for January 7th? Uh, same reason I fought who I fought recently, you know, nobody else wants to fight me. Um, a lot of other guys call me out, you know, by name in the cage Mm. guys call me out on social media, yada, yada. Um, and you know, Saul's been that guy for a few years now, you know, Saul's been talking about me for years and then he'd see me and it would either be like quiet or it would be like, try and say what's up. Like we're buddies. Um, you know, and we've offered like officially offered him the fight multiple times. He's been running for a while and, I don't know. Something happened, and now he thinks he can beat me. Um, so that's the guy. I mean, I really don't get. I'm not. I don't get to be picky. You know. Right. Uh, I take who I can get, whether the haters love it or not. Um, their favorite fighter won't fight me, so I fight who I can. Uh, the bright side about it, though, is you know Saul's recent record not being so great. You know, overall in the sport, he's a known name. Uh, he's a vet for sure. Not only just New England, but in the sport. Um, huge, huge names know him. Uh, you know, he goes down to ATT, guys like Dustin Poirier know him. He's gone around with Jose Aldo and all that. So, you know, whether I think he's that good or not, doesn't matter. He's known and he's a good name to beat. And there's no more talking now. He actually has to eat his words. For sure, man. Um, you said he is a veteran of the sport. He does have 20 wins under his belt. Um, you can't really scoff at that too much. That's a good amount of wins in, in the sport. Not a lot of guys end up even reaching that many fights, let alone that many wins. Um, going into this fight, were there any other names kicking around, whether it be that lightweight defense, or was there any talk of defending that welterweight title for this one? Uh, what was the decision to, to stay at 155 and defend this one? Um, the decision was made immediately after my last fight. It was, you know, just time to go back to 55, time to show the UFC I can make 55. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's just my weight class. You know, when I'm in the UFC, that'll that'll be my home. So just getting back to it, getting comfortable, and uh, trying to take out some of the the better guys around the area whether that happens or not is up to them you know they don't like to get in the cage with me they just like to talk about it um so like i said i just fight who i fight and make sure i put a beat on him come fight night for sure what do you know about almeida's game you know he is a regional guy who does go down to att and get working down there but for the most part what do you know about his game and how do you see this fight kind of playing out for you uh he frustrates a lot of guys you know he he knows how to survive um I don't really think that he's a strong offensive fighter in any way. I don't think he's a great. I don't think he's great at countering either. To be honest, I think he's great at nullifying things, mm-hmm. um, which is another reason the fight interests me. Because you know my last two losses, what happened? I got nullified. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like guys can say he's not doing that great, but he might have a style that could give past me problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so nowadays. But you know he does bring things to the table that. A lot of guys don't and things that I haven't faced recently. Um, so that makes the fight interesting in my eyes. But, you know, I just think it's one of those things where he might have seen my last fight and seen like, oh, I see some holes, things that Trevor did that I can do. But if people think that the me that showed up at 170 on that night is the me that's going to show up at 55 on fight night, they're in for a rude awakening. Um, it's just a whole different animal. For sure. You mentioned that his style is kind of the style that gave you trouble in your last two losses. So I think this will be a cool kind of test for you, as you know, this is a style that kind of gave you some fits. And now you're the better version of you is going to go in there and test it out. And once you get over this hurdle, you'll be able to be like, okay, now I know that 
I fixed what I was lacking on in the past. So I think that's cool in, in like this storyline for leading up to this fight. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's been my goal since I got cut from the UFC. That's been my goal, my goal since my last two losses were back to back um, is just getting better and testing myself and, you know, passing those tests, whether I pass with flying colors or just by the skin of my teeth. You know, the, the goal is get better and pass. Um, and I think that, you know, beating Salamita dominantly like I plan to is a big statement, whether people like it or not. For sure, man, for sure. Um, if you get the W at Cage Titans 57 on January 7th, this will be five in a row for you. Um, you'll be double champ defending the lightweight title at the beginning of 2023. What does the rest of 2023 kind of hold for you? And like, what are your goals for the rest of this year? Uh, goals for 2023 is just keep climbing to the top. You know, I feel like uh, I've been outside of the UFC for so long that, you know, I beat Saul Amito, whether I get signed after that or one or two more fights after that. Mm -hmm. When it does happen, I feel like I'll get signed and people will kind of celebrate and that'll be like, you know, like the storybook, like, oh, he's back. Da, da, da. But, you know, and I'm sure I'll go out and have a dinner or a drink or something to celebrate like a little bit. But mm -hmm. that's not what I'm celebrating, you know, like that's where it, that's where it starts. Right. And, and I think and I've said this for years, I think that's where a lot of guys fall off where they're like, my dream is to make the UFC. And it's like, no, I have a goal to make the UFC, but my dream is to be successful in the UFC. Um, sure. Just like, you know, when I was that fat kid in high school, I was like, my my goal is to become an MMA fighter. You know, I didn't become an MMA fighter and then pat myself on the back and call it quits. Um, if just getting to the UFC was my dream, then I could have retired five years ago when I was right. just a 22 year old kid. Um, so we're just getting started. You know, it, granted, it's a big goal. It's a big step if I do get signed soon. Um, but that's just the beginning of the hard work. You know, we'll see when I get signed, we'll keep getting better and then we'll do whatever we can to even even more progress that improvement. For sure, man. Um, you don't want to be one of those guys that just gets there, you know, takes a couple of losses and then goes back to the regional scene. Um, I think you're doing all the right work. You you have the right people around you and the right gym giving you that good work with guys that have been to that level before. So mm -hmm. I think once you do get to that spot, you will have the tools and the experience to, you know, stay in the UFC, rack up some wins and, you know, keep climbing that ladder like you've been trying to climb this whole time so i think you have that good basis around you to to do that and 2023 might be the start of that yeah 100 percent. and if, if i got anything to say about it, it will be um you know i'm not trying to just like make a debut and be done you know if i could rack out a couple wins and then 2024 we start chasing the big big wins mm -hmm. and keep getting all that time get better all that time in between be a perfect world for me for sure man especially the way the UFC keeps like to string these cards together. I think 2022, there's only like 10 weekends where there weren't fights. So mm -hmm. there's always, you know, chances to step in on late replacements um, and stuff like that. So it's one of those things where stay ready so you don't got to get ready. And once you get that call, you know, you're in there. For sure. Showtime for sure. Yes, sir. All right, man, let's talk about 2022 for a little bit. We mentioned that you had a pretty good year. I got a question from Instagram. They want to know what was the most important thing that you learned this year as a fighter and as your your growth as a fighter the most important thing was probably learned the first fight of the year beginning of the year and it's just put your head down work as hard as possible and you can still get the job done um you know i've talked about this a lot recently it's been almost a year exactly um my first camp this year was the worst camp i've ever had not like training wise but just overall mm. um you know, the, the end of last year, beginning of this year, I was having some medical problems with my dog, Thor. And then I ended up um, putting him down. And two days later, I jumped in the bus and drove cross country to AKA to train, um, which was like, 
I was so emotionally torn when that happened and didn't want to fight, forget leave to train. I didn't want to fight. And then I got out there and, you know, I wasn't in AKA shape. So now I'm just upset getting my ass kicked. And then a week and a half into camp, I get a staph infection and I'm like, all right, whatever, we'll, we'll heal it. Well, nope, they gave me the wrong medicine. So now I wasted a week. So then I got to get the new medicine, but I can't train as hard as I want while I have this. And then, you know, the steroids and the new medicines making me hold water. And then my weight cut's going great, and then it isn't. And then I'm out of time, and now I miss weight. So it's like the whole year was just off this horrible start. Now, granted, I got the job done mm-hmm. um, when I didn't want to, and, and that led to the biggest lesson. You know, you can do it in your on your worst day. Just put your head down and put in the work. It's not going to be fun. It's going to suck. But me personally, and I think most people out there, if you just put the work in and put your head down, no matter how bad it sucks, like you can get the job done. For sure, man. That's a great answer. Um, you know, looking back on the year 2022, you ended it 3-0. and um, We mentioned that you became the champ champ in 2022, so it's been a big year for you on the Cage Titan scene. Um, looking back at the year, what would you say is the highlight of your year? And then on the flip side, what was like the low light of the year? Uh, I would probably say the high side would be, I don't know, it's probably a tie between my two fights this summer. You know, becoming champ champ was really cool, especially being the first one in Cage Titans history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my fight back in uh july was really special to me too because that was another camp where i was supposed to fight in june opponent backed out so i got stuck in california for another month and you know i kept my head down got to work and i got the win in impressive fashion in july um so i I was really happy with both those performances i'd say those are my two highs and then uh like i said i think my low would be missing weight at the very beginning of the year and having that tough weight camp weight Mm cut um but i'm excited to make up for that come this next fight for sure, man. For sure. Looking forward to seeing you, you know, make that 155 mark and, you know, prove everybody wrong. How's the weight cut going and how are you feeling going into January 7th? Fantastic. I was 170 when I left California on Friday. So 15 pounds out, two weeks out. That's better place than I've ever been. Um, sure. So so what I used to do. So like when I fought on the finale card for the UFC, um, they told me if I showed up at 170 the Monday of the fight, then they'll get me on weight and we'll be fine. And that was a beautiful weight cut. Monday morning, I was 170. And then come uh, Thursday morning or Friday morning, whenever my weigh-ins were, I was 155 on the nose. So being 172 weeks out is like a big, like, whew, like yeah. sigh of relief. Like yeah, we're doing sure. the right things. And like, we're still eating good, you know, still drinking two gallons of water a day. Um, I teamed up with a nutritionist out in California, just, just a friend of a friend that, mm-hmm. uh, that ended up sponsoring me, wanted to help me out. So, you know, I'm texting him with any questions I got. So I'm really looking forward to this weight cut, not just making the weight. I'm looking forward to to making the weight and, you know, being full of energy and ready to go, like not walking into weigh-ins as like a complete zombie. Um, You know, I I think that when somebody makes weight, even when it's a big cut, but they show up like smile on their face, like I can't wait to weigh in and eat. Everybody else is kind of like, the hell's wrong with that guy? For sure. Uh, all right, man, it is the holiday season, so I got a couple holiday-themed questions before we wrap it up and get you out of here. Um, I know that you were out at AKA. The plan was to stay out there for the entire season and come back fight week. Um, you ended up coming home early, surprising your girl and the family. Um, was that the plan all along? Were you just kind of duping everybody, or was that something you kind of uh, decided on last minute? So it was a little bit of both. So, you know, before I left, I felt so guilty about not being here for Christmas Eve and Christmas, you know, especially because Christmas is my girlfriend's birthday. So it's like, so so it's like a two for one. Like I feel horrible. Um, but she was like, no, go like, you got to do this. Um, and I went 
But as soon as I left, I told myself, I was like, all right, you know, we're eating good. We're hydrated. You know, we're working hard. We're like, if, in my head, I was like, if I can get down to 170, you know, the day, like closer to before New Year, uh, to Christmas Eve, then maybe I'll come home and surprise everybody. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, normally I'm 170 the Monday of the fight. But if I'm that light two weeks out, then I can afford to come home and still get that work in, you sure. know, and, and have a holiday. And I feel like mentally that's good for me, too. Um, and then it wasn't until like 48 hours before I left, I just jumped on the scale one morning. It said 170.2. And I was like, I was like, I got this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's money. So, you know, I, I checked in on flights and it was 40 bucks to switch my flight. And I didn't tell anybody. I just came home. I jumped on and uh, I yeah. flew home. You know, my buddy Tyler picked me up from the airport and I strolled in the house 730 in the morning, <laughs> knocked on the bedroom door and she was like, what the fuck? And then she realized it was me. It was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. I got to see everybody and uh, knowing that I'm in a good place weight wise, you know, and then now like uh, not like I was in a bad place mentally, but, you know, it's always good being with your family on the holidays. Oh, for sure. So it was uh, it was a win all around for me and everybody. Yeah, man. How was your holiday in general? How was your Christmas and everything? How was your time with the family and whatnot? It was awesome. It was super relaxing. Uh, it didn't suck as bad as I thought it would being around all the food. Mm. But man, I missed out on a lot of good food. <laughs> oh, I, I bet. I was just drooling at the table like, yeah, just give me a chicken breast. Yeah. Just, I, yeah, I don't want the dessert. I know you, you come from a big Italian family like I <laughs> yeah. do. So I'm sure that was a little, I'm sure that was tough, man. Oh, it was so hard. Oh, you want some chicken pot? I'm like, yes, I do. But I can't. <laughs> I know. All right, man. What's your favorite uh, Christmas movie? I know Christmas was passed, but I, I got to know. That's a big debate this time of year. So what's your favorite? All right. So I have my real answer and I have my politically correct answer. My <laughs> okay. my real answer is Die Hard because okay. it, it is, in fact, a Christmas movie. All right. I don't care what anybody says. I won't argue with that. I, <laughs> I, I go to bat for that one as well. <laughs> but for the people that say it's not, I would probably say probably say the Santa Claus of Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. I'd say the Santa Claus is probably my number one. So. I agree with you, but I will say Die Hard is a Christmas movie for all the haters out there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, man. When this is also another highly debated topic on the internet. When is the appropriate time to put your tree up, and when is the appropriate time to take a tree down? Because there's a lot of people that will die on the hill that you put it up right after Thanksgiving. People say you got to at least wait till December. Uh, what, what for you? What is your, what is the timeline look like? Day after Thanksgiving. If I'm not Black Friday shopping, the tree's going up. Um, I will say as far as the tree coming down, you can do it whenever, but my lazy ass is probably going to be like January 1st, 2nd, you know, with my fight being January 7th, it'll probably be after that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Probably just don't want to do it at that point. Yeah. It's not even like a holiday thing. It's just like, oh, I really don't feel like taking this thing down. Right. Um, so we are coming up on new year's Eve weekend. Um, unfortunately you do have camp and you're still, you know, the celebration might be a little bit uh low key this year but do you have any new year's eve plans and on top of that do you have any uh resolutions are you a resolution guy yeah for sure uh i think i think resolutions are big and uh actually during covid i really kind of just like sat with myself and realized that because you know everybody makes resolutions like every year but like to really hold yourself accountable even if you don't do it um just to strive towards it i think is really big Mm -hmm. um and you know and i feel like it gets a little cliche where people just like Oh, I want to get abs. I want to get in yeah, shape, you know, right. all this stuff. And it's like, okay, well, make it smaller. Make it a baby step that you can actually achieve. Mm-hmm. Because then, hey, if you get your New Year's goal two months in, make a new one. You know, you do it right. every two months. Now you get mm-hmm. six goals done in a year. Um, if you're that type of person, if you're somebody that can say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year and go do it, go do it. Right. Um, 
for me, you know, I think my resolution is just it's the same as last year, uh, just chasing financial freedom, financial security, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially as an MMA fighter. It's tough. So it's just one of those things where, like, if I need something, whether it's, you know, some clothes or like a pair of shoes or something for fight camp, I know that I can walk out my house, go swipe my card and get it. Not mm-hmm. one of those things. Like, All right. So let me check the bank account real quick. Right. So that You said that's forty nine ninety five. <laughs> yeah. I got I got. I got fifty dollars and a penny. Right, right. said, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm chasing. And you know, a lot of people like chasing to be rich. And like, would I love to be rich for sure? But that's that's my baby step. My baby step is financial freedom first, no debt. Um, and then you can start chasing having like a little bit of a surplus of money, you know, enough to help mm-hmm. other people out and make sure my life secure, me and my girl's life. Um, but that's a big one for me. And then just keep getting better and, and get into the UFC and keep getting better and chasing the top. Um, that's been a resolution for the past few years. Like it's always been the goal, but right. I put it, I've put it into words in the past few years. Like it's very easy to say like, Oh, I want to be UFC champion. It's like, okay, right. well, how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's beat Saul Almeida, see what the UFC wants. If they want me, let's go fight whoever they say. They want me to fight someone else. Let's go beat that guy. So right. just step by step, climb to the top and, uh, don't, don't slow down. Foot on the gas the whole time. For sure, man. But for sure. I'm a big believer in like, um, steps you know you yes. gotta you, you can't have just that one ultimate goal i mm-hmm. think there's smaller steps that you have in boxes that you have to check along the way because you're not just going to jump all those small steps and get to your ultimate goal so it is and it also is big for your mental state as well mm-hmm. being able to see the progress you're making on your way to your ultimate goal so i think that's big that you have that same type of mindset and um it's something that i do as well for like my life and you know all that stuff on my side as well so i appreciate you saying that i think it's pretty important for everybody else to hear if they're not a resolution guy um you know go out there and you know check some small boxes in 2023 and it'll it'll make a big difference yep little wins add up small steps climb mountains um I, i was told that years and years ago when i first got into the sport small steps climb mountains and i didn't it didn't sink in until i started noticing my small steps Right. Where it was like, you know, I got cut from the UFC and I was like, oh, well, this shit was all for nothing. And somebody mm-hmm. was like, no, you're you've been a pro for three, two years, not even. So, like, look at how far you've come in those two years. And, I, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, and then, you know, two, three years from then I look back. I'm like, oh, and nowadays yeah. I look back at myself on the Ultimate Fighter. I'm like, I would whoop that kid's ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. small steps, climb mountains. For sure, man. I appreciate you coming on as always. It's, you know, you've been on the show a few times this year. Um, so I appreciate you for always coming on and chopping up with me. Um, I appreciate it a lot, actually. And uh, anything that you want to say before I get you out of here, anything you want to plug, uh, any sponsors, social medias, all that good stuff. Uh, same as usual. If you guys are looking for me on social media, pretty much any social media platform you can find me. It's Genetti MMA, two N's and two T's. That's what messes everybody up. Sir. Um, and then, you know, all my sponsors, you know, we've got Caged in. I really appreciate your support, man. You're always the first one in my, in my phone. Like, hey, what do you need? I got you. Yes, sir. We got, we got two fight bros. We got Verita Builders, uh, Pear Tree Property Service, uh, Cruise Combat makes the best shorts in the game. Oh, yeah. They I'm pumped for these starts. ones. This this can't. Yeah, too, man. These, these ones are gonna, are gonna be, sick. be sick. These ones are gonna be sick. I'm really excited for these ones. Um, I think they're gonna be special for not just me, but for anybody that's you know a Power Rangers fan or a fan of um, you know supporting mental health, whether that be men's mental health or mental health in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're gonna be really really cool. Um, my T-shirts. Uh, I don't know what the cutoff would be to make it by fight night. I'm gonna assume the end of this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are interested in getting a T-shirt, they're available at genetiammma.com. 
um, and the proceeds are going towards Movember, which is uh, big on helping with men's mental health. And like I've said in other interviews, it's something super simple. I've gone to the website. I've looked into them. They have a big donate button right up top, which is exactly what I want. I don't want to donate and kind of hope my money makes it to you. I want to know right where it's going. So I know that it's going right to them. and I know they're going to do good stuff. Um, and then everybody that has bought a shirt or tickets, I appreciate you guys. Um, Skeletor's Evil Army is the best. And I don't know what I did to deserve them, but I do appreciate them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Jojo, thanks for taking the time out again, man. I appreciate you. Um, I'll see you on January 7th. Go get that W. And yes, let's, start, let's start 2023 off right. Yes, sir. Have a drink for me on New Year's Eve. I got you, but you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bro. All right, man. Have a good one.